Amen. No more worrying. <laughs> Hallelujah. Were you blessed? Amen. Amen. You may stand to our feet. Amen. Let us give Kairos another moment. <laughs> powerful, powerful, beautiful. Amen. We thank the Lord for our man of God that uh, he has raised from a, a, uh, a young man. Today is anointed like David. And uh, we know that God sends shepherds after his heart to feed us with knowledge and understanding. Let us thank the Lord for raising up our pastor and our shepherd, Edgar Michaels. And let us put our hands together as he comes to minister the word of the Lord this morning. Pastor Edgar Michaels. What a blessing. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. Let's pray and ask the Lord's grace and blessing. Heavenly Father, we are deeply grateful for bringing us here to the Word of God and the house of God. We are so privileged to open up the Holy Scriptures. They give light in a dark place. We thank you, my God, for the wisdom that is in your word. A wisdom that's far higher than professors and scientists or universities have. The wisdom of God. And in your word is the power of God to accomplish your purpose. We love you, Lord Jesus. We worship you, Son of the living God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit that will take the word this morning and make it alive, but also challenge us and convict us and bring us into the will of God for our lives and for the church of the living God. We worship you. We bless you. There's no God like you. You are so merciful. You are so gracious. Yet you are fearsome. You always stand in awe of your power, of your might. None can stop you. None can disregard you. That will be to his own downfall and to his own detriment. But we bless you that we can humble ourselves before you. The oil of God, the Holy Spirit flow downward and not upward. Lord, we feel sorry for those who are proud and think they know better than you. But we bless you that we can humble ourselves. Bless the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Wow. Give the Lord praise. I trust God to pray for anyone who has got need. Afterwards, feel free to come forward that we lay hands on you and pray for you. We believe the power of God is here and God can impart to you great ability to do his will. Amen. So don't feel shy.
to come forward. Don't feel shy also to give your life to the Lord. You know, Jesus died openly and publicly for you. And God don't want you to be ashamed of him. There's a hymn that says, it is no secret what God can do. What is done for others, he can do for you. I hope to preach an hour or so, and then we'll pray for people, and we trust God to do a great and mighty thing. Just to highlight, um, this Friday is a holiday, so we, uh, it's compulsory for every member of Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church to be here. Friday morning, we start 10 o'clock. Amen. There are transport available. Our theme for the weekend is the venom of disloyalty. Or be, the word disloyal means betrayal to the devil is a master destroyer of churches. He broke up God's church in heaven. And he's still one of his main weapons is to bring among God's people mistrust. And also, before you leave a church, to see how many you can poison before you leave. Do you hear me? That's what the devil did to God's church in heaven. He took a third of God's angels with him. And before that, he ran a conspiracy. A conspiracy is to work undercover and make people up, set people up against authority. And then when God confronted him, he said, we are many. Who are you? We are many. Wow. And we, in Friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, through this in-house camp, we kill the venom of disloyalty, mistrust, or to be a traitor. You know what it means to be a traitor? Is you in our team, but all the time you're playing on the side of the opposition. Do you hear me? So it's vital for everyone to be here. The devil is a master breaking up person of churches, bringing splits and making people become traitors. In government circles, it's called treason. It's one of the highest form of standing up against a government. And the penalty for treason is capital punishment. Okay, you will be hanged or you will be put in a uh, what kind of chair, but your life will end immediately if you want to overthrow the government of South Africa or any government. Treason. Okay? So do you get what is the seriousness of you being here? Amen. 
and my spiritual father, Bishop Dag, yes, lighten our eyes concerning this. The Lord had 12 disciples, and he said, one of you is a devil. And that was Judas. You don't get babies' names with the name of Judas. St. <laughs> Peter, Paul, Barnabas, but nobody wanted to give his child name Judas. Okay? But so in many churches, there are many times somebody who is a devil. Do you hear? Wow. And when Judas was chosen, he was not a devil. He became a devil. The devil whispered in his ear, spoke many things to him that he rise up against Jesus. So you are not a devil now, but the same devil can visit you. And speak to you. Okay. And it starts also with those who are proud. Okay. You see this loyalty and this loyalty series. series those who are proud. Who feel I cannot submit. Then I brought just to whet your appetite. Those who pretend. This book enlightened every pastor to look for signs that there are people in the church, his church, our church, but they are big pretenders. Is it queen that sings? I'm a great pretender. <laughs> okay? Great pretender. So Judas was all the time with the Lord, with the twelve. And when they were having the Lord's Supper, Jesus said to the, to the shock of everyone, one of you are going to betray me. You know, Judas was such a powerful pretender that none of the eleven said, I think it's him. In fact, they rebuked Jesus and said, now... You are really wrong. It cannot be. While Judas already before that spoke to the Pharisees to betray Jesus. But he was sitting at the Lord's table. With the money in his pocket. Wow. And then they asked John... The beloved who was closest to Jesus. Ask him. Who is it? And he asks. And the Lord says. The one who puts his hand first. In the bucket. To eat of the Lord's supper. He will be the one. Ah. I hope there's none like that here. Amen. I hope there's nobody like that here and we having this camp to prevent it happen to us as a church and to show you our first our first session will be six snakes that must be killed in the church you would love to know 
It's in the Bible. Can I, can I, I just mention to you one when Paul was busy gathering sticks to, to get the fire more going, a snake came out and bit him. And he shook the snake off. There is a snake that wants to bite the hand that feeds you. Do you hear me? There is a snake. This hand feeds you spiritually. But there is a snake that wants to bite this hand. Wow. Amen. Wow. Those who honor you, praise God. Those who honor you. There are many people that cannot honor a man of God. You understand? Do you hear me? Respect is earned, but honor is vital. Praise God. Your daddy might have lots of mistakes. Uh, like our former president, Zuma, uh, because of his lifestyle, womanizer, having many women. We could not respect him, but we have to honor the position. Amen. Honor, you have to honor. Praise God. And many cannot honor. Wow, those who honor you. Praise God. Are you ready for, that's Friday. It's going to be a good Friday. Please don't miss it. Amen. Hallelujah. Six snakes. That stuff. And what venom does. And then also the test. Five tests of loyalty. Wow. Amen. And then we have a, a topic of Esther that killed 13 enemies. In the book of Esther, she killed 13 enemies. And 13 is the number of rebellion in the Bible. You, you'll, get, you'll see they built how many stories or floors for a hotel, but they come to the 12th floor, then the next floor is the 14th floor, because they don't want to mention a 13th floor, because 13 is the unlucky number. Do you, you, do you realize that? That's okay. So 13 is the number of rebellion. Now Esther killed 13 enemies. Wow. I'll show you in the book of Esther. And we'll call out those 13 enemies. So don't miss it, please. It's a compulsory and very important. Even if the ambulance would drop you here. <laughs> Amen. You, you say the ambulance can wait for half an hour. After half an hour, you send a message to them. I'm, I'm well now. You, the ambulance can go home now. Amen. Praise the Lord. Then please don't miss what Michael and Kayla and us put together about the talent evening. Please sell as many tickets as possible to the glory of God. Then before I get into the preaching, you know this month, June, in the gay, homosexual, lesbian world, it is called the month of pride. Okay, many marches to uh, uh, promote uh, 
gay living and homosexuality, uh, lesbians, and also bestiality, and uh, having sex with animals, uh, transvested, where people change gender, and we are living in the days of Sodom and Gomorrah, and the coming of the Lord is very near, is very near, it will be a day just like today, there won't be loud sounds and uh, sirens going off, the Bible says the rapture will happen in a twinkling of an eye, just Twinkle your eye <laughs> and we will be gone. Amen. It will be a day just like this. And the unsaved will remain behind. And those who are born again will be gone forever. Wow. You can have my suits and the car. Please don't fight about it. Those who remain behind. It's very real. It's very real. I'm speaking to you. And Jesus said, he prophesied before the rapture. It will be like the days of Sodom and Gomorrah and the days of Noah. And those days are here. These people are aggressive in even trying to change. And many in government circles are pedophiles. Hey, do you, having sex with children. Pedophiles and Rome, the empire of Rome came to a fall through these things where the empress were homosexuals. Do you hear me? Take me serious. Okay? And now, not only they pressurize all nations to accept this kind of lifestyle, they wanted at school. Even at many schools, they have Friday that you can dress the way you want to. The boys can dress like girls. The girls can dress like men. And uh, you're free. They have now unisex toilets. If you notice, by nan certain Nandos, wow, my, my pastoral friends like the Nandos. It's healthy chicken. Sorry, I think he's funny for work. But what I'm, what I'm trying to say, it's very nice. I, am not, I, don't have, I don't have a problem. But it's a healthy kind of chicken eating, flame grilled or so. Okay. But in many Nando's, I, 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 I go to the Jens and I say, where must I go? Then I see, here comes a lady out. I say, oh my God. <laughs> okay. But this is pro being promoted at school too. Where rapes take place in toilets on a big scale. But this is what the world has become. Isaiah says, there will come a day that right will be wrong. And wrong will be right. We are living in those days. And man thing is very clever and very wise. These people that make these laws, uh, uh, the, it's, they call it the new normal, which is abnormal. Okay? 
But this, I'm trying to tell you to prepare yourself for persecution. Okay? Because you stand for the truth, you will be mocked at, you will be marginalized, you will be attacked. And many of these things are against the church. And even in South Africa, they're busy, the government with hate speech, new laws of hate speech. You know what it wants to get to? It wants to get to that pastors and preaching in churches against these things will be prohibited. Pastors and churches cannot uplift and hold the Bible as a standard. Otherwise, you'll go to prison. Do you hear me? And you go to prison for months because you spoke up and said the homosexuality is a sin. Or living like a, a woman with woman, it's a sin. And you will see the clothing become unisex. You will see the hairstyles of young men. You see, is this a, a, a boy or a girl coming here? You know, the kind of hairstyles. Wow. Okay, this is the world, and uh, it's becoming worse. And what I'm pointing out before, I will need to get to preaching, but I'm instructing you. In fact, in our camp, I might even address this more fully, uh, maybe the Saturday, but Friday we come together. So don't miss it. Please do anything. Um, even lose some sleep, but be here. Amen. Or cancel some other appointments, but be here. Let me just say to all of you, when it comes to make us making transport available, that you need to know our church pay a lot of money for the taxi. Do you hear me? Amen. So don't just say, I'm not coming today. We've paid to get you here. Okay? We pay nearly 1,000 rand. For, for one coming year for the taxi. Okay? So don't take it lightly. Praise God. Amen. It's God's money. It's, it's the, God's money to me is very sacred. In fact, I should get more involved. In, but I've, uh, I've got good men and, and women that looks after the church's money. Okay? So, and, and every cent of yours... It's very sacred to me. Okay, I won't owe the church a 50 cent. I'd rather give them a two rand instead of the 50 cent back. That's how I take when it comes to the Lord's money. So once you've given the money to God, it never leaves your life. God will bless you. But that's very vital. So let me just give you a summary when it comes to this pride movement uh, can I get Proverbs chapter I think it's 18 verse 22 they call it pride money marches a pride okay in other words to parade what they stand for and you'll see it's like these Mardi Gras they go through the streets or so but what I'm actually getting to now with this in a nutshell quickly, 
the church collectively, the born-again church collectively, have decided to boycott Woolworths, KFC, H, H&M for this month. And if they don't want to adhere to the church's message, in other words, we avoid buying anything from them for this month. If they persist, we will persist too. Amen. So I call you up. Just yesterday, when was it? Friday? Yes, Friday. No, Friday, some of our pastors had a meeting in uh, Canal Walk. And uh, then I, uh, my wife told me she's also in uh, Canal Walk. Uh, can we? And I said, can we go for a coffee? And then I felt so to go to Woolworths uh, where we can drink a nice coffee. So I said to the pastor, it's strange, I never feel like I want to go and drink by Woolworths. But so I said to them, hey, it's the devil. <laughs> so we didn't go there, we go when somebody is somewhere. And the church has written some letters to them, to the CEO and the top people. Because if you, you can maybe take a stroll through Woolworths, but don't. But they have a special place for gay dress. They have, uh, you know, these mummies, pop, two women kissing one another, big in the shop, gay clothes for children, for men, for women. Do you hear me? Okay. So, uh, and, and I came... A little late because I got a message uh, from what KFC is doing. KFC has got a new kind of something to eat. But it's, the, the package is di, Diabolo. Can I, can I get my phone quickly there? Diablo. Di, yes, Diablo. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. It's, and the package is Diablo, which means in Spanish, Satan. At the back of it is got Isaiah, they don't turn there, Isaiah 34, verse 14, Lila. The name Lila is a female demon in Isaiah 34, verse 14. You can write that down. We're not going to read it because you only see that in the Amplified Bible. Okay? The back of it, it's a female demon. Can you believe where the world is going? Okay, KFC, you, you must come to FDKC. <laughs> the best food here. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. But if, you, if, you, if your eyes don't open up of what is going on in the world, then I don't know. I feel sorry for you. And you get churches preaching um, and justify gay living, eh? Okay? Um, living man with man and woman with woman. I just want to read three scriptures concerning this and then I can... Uh, do you want the scriptures? Amen. I already... I'm not going to read Isaiah 34 verse 14 in the Amplified Bible because... 
The Amplified go to the original, the Hebrew. Old Testament was in Hebrew written. Okay, so there you will get that name of a female demon. Wow. Imagine you eat something that's sacrificed to a female demon. My God. Okay. You find so, uh, is it 18? Uh, uh, let's say. There we are. Um, yeah, but let's, let's go this way. What, what was that Proverbs that you had now? Proverbs, so I was confused with 18. I think it's 16, Proverbs 16, verse 18. Before we get to this one. Amen. Proverbs 16, verse 18. The pride thing is this month. It's a celebration of homosexuality, being a lesbian and all of that. Okay? Pride goes before destruction. God says, and a haughty spirit before stumbling. In other words, those who are full of pride, your fall is around the corner. You will fall. Pride goes before destruction. Okay? So this is the word of God. Then there are others, uh, people who preach uh, for homosexuality, then they say that God didn't destroy Sodom for, 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 for homosexuality and a gay type of lifestyle. It was just for other things. But according to the Bible, Leviticus 18.22 will tell you, you shall not lie with a male as one lies with a female. It is an abomination. Okay, male with male, it's an abomination. It's open rebellion against God. Do you see that? Okay, so not for time's sake, I'll just give you that. Let's, let's turn to, is it first, first Corinthians chapter 6? Let me just show you that God saves. Let me get my. God saves such people. Praise the Lord. First Corinthians chapter 6. I'm reading from verse 11. Amen. Paul says, Such was some. Who were in the world, they are now safe. He says, what were they before this? For such were some of you, but you were washed. Let's go to verse, it's at the verse before that. Verse from verse 9. He said that. Or do you not know that the unrighteous will not go to heaven? The unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you not? Uh, do not be deceived. In other words, there's a possibility that you will overlook this. Do not be deceived. Neither fornicators. Fornication is sex outside of marriage. No uh, adulterer, uh, uh, 
idolaters, people who worship idols. No adulteresses, that's people who are married and having sex outside of marriage. Not effeminate, that is woman burning for a other woman. No homosexuals, no thieves, they shall not inherit the kingdom of God. No thieves, no covetous, no drunkards, no revilers, no swindlers is a cheater. Will inherit, they won't inherit the kingdom of God. Now what how powerful this verse is. Such were some of you. Praise God. Amen. They got saved. Such were some of you. But you were washed. But you were sanctified. But you were justified. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And in the spirit of our God. Thank God he saved such people. We don't hate people like that. There will come many such people into our church. They will get saved. We will love them because we were all sinners and God will deliver them and set them free. Give the Lord praise. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. Now we're going to preach. <laughs> Hallelujah. I will bless. Last week I gave you certain hindrances to spiritual maturity. And I told you this week I'm going to show you what is spiritual maturity. Amen. Praise God. It's not a baby. It's a grown-up person in the Lord. Praise the Lord. So spiritual maturity and effectiveness, I'll show you today what it is like. And that you must strive to become spiritually mature. One of the greatest hindrances to become spiritually mature is the carnal nature in man, the fallen nature. We all have been born with a nature that is prone to sin. You don't need to teach a baby how to manipulate mommy and daddy. You don't need to teach a child to steal. He will steal. You don't need to teach a child to lie. The nature is in him. We're born sinners. We're born with a fallen nature. And for that nature, is one, that nature is one of the greatest hindrances to spiritual growth. My God. That you will find that nature in Romans chapter 8. I think we read from verse 4. Amen. We all, every human being, have got this nature in, in them. I think it's verse 5. Let's go to verse 5. Yes. Amen. It's called in the Bible the flesh. The carnal. The flesh is the carnal nature. It's from this word carnal nature that you get the word a carnival. In Brazil and in the world, normally... Uh, when it is becoming the holy month before the crucifixion in April, uh, which they called uh, 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 Lent in, in some churches. It's, it's uh, uh, because you enter a month of the crucifixion of the Lord Jesus. Before that, 
the Christian world, the fallen Christian world, have a, uh, a carnival. They call it a car carnival. Carnival means to be carnal. In other words, to let this old nature come out and parade it and just be free because the holy month come, then we must leave all our drinks and our loose living. So before the holy month, let's have a carnival. Do you understand the word carnival? It's at the carnival where they dance half naked, drink wine, going through the streets, going wild. It's called a carnival. In the Bible, the word is the flesh. Okay? The, the old man, the old Adam nature with which every human being is born. Therefore, you need to be born again. Okay, Nicodemus, the Lord said to Nicodemus, unless you are born again, you won't enter the kingdom of God. Let's read that, John chapter 3, I think verse 3. And Nicodemus was a very religious man and a teacher of the law. And the Bible says, Jesus answered and said to Nicodemus, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born. I mean, again, Nicodemus says, I, I was born already. But that nature with which you were born is the flesh nature. It's a carnal nature. It's a nature that loves sin. That loves disobedience towards God. David says, in sin, my mother conceived me. What he means, since I was born, I had something in me that want to get away from God. That just don't like God. You, 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 and, and, and especially if it's a God that is against sin, this nature don't like such a God. And this is what Nicodemus understood. But Jesus said, you must be born again. Amen. In other words, if you are not born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God and you cannot enter the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is you cannot see heaven, you won't see heaven and you won't enter heaven unless you are born again. Truly, truly, I say to you, and, and this, when you get this new nature of God, it breaks the power of this flesh, this carnal nature. It breaks, it's, it triples it. It's, it uh, when you're born again, you don't like sin. It doesn't mean you're sinless. But it's just, you hate what God hates. You dislike what God dislike. Okay? Jesus answered and said to him, Truly, truly, I said. That word truly, truly means there's no alternative. Amen. In other words, there's no uh, a second option. To get into heaven, you must be born again. Unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Verse, let's go. Nicodemus said to him, how can a man be born when he is old? 
He cannot enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born, can he? Look at Jesus' answer. Jesus answered, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Wow, isn't that powerful? Now I'm asking you, are you born again? You can be very religious like Nicodemus was. He was a teacher of the law. He was teaching like I'm teaching in the synagogue of the Jews. But he was not born again. He came to Jesus at night. Because he didn't want others to see that he's got a need for Jesus Christ. Amen. So if you are not born again, you cannot see the, you won't see heaven. And you won't enter heaven. How will you get born again? The water is the word of God. And the spirit is the Holy Spirit. Amen. The water, the word. You know, uh, 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 you get a physical birth. With the seed of a man. And the egg of a woman. Now, let me tell you. The spiritual birth. The word is the seed of God and the Holy Spirit is the life of God and it meets in you if you believe and give your life to Jesus and a new birth takes place in you. Amen. It's a miracle. It's not a willpower. It's not changing religion. You must be born again. And it's a miracle that happens inside of you. The seed of the word, the egg of the Holy Spirit, they connect to those who put their faith in Jesus Christ to save them from this flesh, sinful nature, and from Satan, and you are born again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 4 now, the flesh. Amen. I'm preaching and teaching of what is spiritual maturity, but I'm showing you now that this carnal nature, even in us who are born again, is the main hindrance. If you feed the old nature, you are born again now already. But you don't feed the new nature. You feed the old nature. Then the old nature becomes stronger than the new nature. Do you hear me? And you cannot grow to spiritual maturity. My God, for those who are according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. Say, set my mind. You see, if you're born again and your mind is set just on worldly things, not on church, not on the Bible, not on Jesus, not on prayer, not on studying the Word of God and being among believers, your mind is set on movies, on magazines, worldly friends. You are feeding an old nature. And it's a great hindrance.
for you to grow spiritually. For those who are according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who are according to the spirit, if you are spiritually, you set your mind on the things of the spirit. Verse 6. For the mind set on the flesh is death. Amen. If your mind is on worldly things, just on carnal things, not on the Bible, it, death, it brings forth death. Death means separation from life. God is life. In other words, it takes you further away from God. But the mind set on the spirit is life and peace. Amen. If your mind is set on spiritual things and the church, you find out the, the life of God grows in you. The peace of God grows in you. Verse 7. Because the mind set on the flesh is hostile towards God. For it does not, the flesh just does not subject itself to the law of God. For it is not even able to subject himself to God. Verse 8. And those who are in the flesh cannot please God. Amen. If you carnal, if your mind is set on worldly things, you cannot please God. Amen. And the way you please God is by obeying the word of God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 will tell you without faith it's impossible to please God. Amen. If you're born again you want to please God. And without faith it is impossible to please Him. For he who comes to God must believe that he is and that God is a rewarder of those who seek him. Praise God. Do you see there? If you don't have faith, God is invisible. But faith makes him visible. Faith brings the invisible God into your life that people can see. But it must be faith in the word of God. Amen. It's in this word that I'm preaching that faith comes. Romans chapter 10 verse 17. Verse 17. Amen. It's a changing now the sound. Okay. Praise God. Please don't keep it this way. Amen. So faith comes from hearing. You say, I don't have faith. I need faith to please God. This verse will tell you how faith comes. By hearing. By hearing means you need a preacher. But you are too proud to say, I don't want a, a human being to speak to me. No, God works through human beings. God don't send an angel to stand here to preach to you. Because otherwise you will say, but he's perfect. The angel, he don't understand us. God sent a servant of his to preach. If you believe it, you will see God. If you obey it, you will see God. But faith comes through hearing and hearing by the word of Christ. Amen. You are hearing now the word of Christ. Philippians chapter 3. I want to show you. Philippians is actually one of the books in the Bible or letters 
that speaks of spiritual maturity. Praise God. I'll show you now. Because Paul will tell you, yeah, I wish everyone, in the, the, the word maturity in the King James is the word perfect. Okay? It's the word perfect. But it just means a mature person. Hallelujah. It's at verse, verse, um, enemies of the cross. Is it chapter 3? Let's get that verse. Okay, here we are. There are many who are so-called saved people. Paul says, whom I told you often, and now telling you even weeping, they are enemies of the cross. It's only if you take up the cross that the carnal nature is cancelled. Your cross is where your will and God's will cross. Your cross is where God, your will and God's will cross. So if you obey God where your will and God's will cross, you are dying to yourself. Amen. In other words, I cannot get my own will, so I'm going to do God's will. Then you die to yourself. And it's when you die to yourself that the life of God starts to grow inside of you. Now the Apostle Paul says, there are many so-called believers, but they are enemies of taking up their cross. Amen. They are enemies. And because they're enemies of the cross, verse 19 tells you their fruit, whose end is destruction. Those who cannot die to their own will, their end is destruction. Their God is their appetite. Look what the and they glory in their shame. They said, Do you see the word said? Who set their minds on earthly things. They cannot talk about the Bible. They can take up take uh, talk about bank account, cars, clothing, education, building houses. Not that they listen. But they cannot speak about God because their minds are set on earthly things. Do you hear me? They are carnal and they cannot please God. It's only by faith that you can please God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. These people who are enemies of the cross, they don't like the cross. They don't like to die to themselves. They are strong in their own world, strong in their own mind. They cannot bow to God. They cannot take up their cross. Okay. They are enemies of this kind of preaching. They say, preach to us that which is nice. And then there's no power of God in their lives. There's no wisdom of God in their lives. Let's turn to, let me read the next verse before I get, okay. Our citizenship is in heaven. Amen. We are heavenly minded. We, we, we are citizens of heaven. We are strangers here. We are different people. Amen. We are not of this world. Because the more you follow the word of God, the more you fall out of love with the world. And the world don't like you too. Amen. 
Amen. Praise the Lord. So, it says, the end is destruction. Let me show you. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 22. I'm busy telling you, taking up your cross to become mature. Hallelujah. He's, Paul is saying here, the Jews, the religious people seek for signs. So was a sign. The educated people, the Greeks, they search for wisdom. Two things. Amen. The first people look for signs. When you're religious, you look for signs. When you are well educated, you look for the world's wisdom. Amen. Further on verse 23. But we preach Christ crucified. To the religious man, it's a stumbling block. What I'm preaching is a stumbling block if you're religious. And to the wise man, what I'm preaching is foolishness. Amen. The wise men want to say, a man that died to near over 2,000 years ago, do you think he has power? That happened that time ago. It doesn't make sense. It makes rants, yes. <laughs> but we preach Christ crucified to Jews a stumbling block and to the Gentiles foolishness. But look at verse 24. But to those who are called, those who are born again, those who are called, both Jew and Greeks, Christ, the power of God, and the wisdom of God. In other words, if you live a crucified life, you will discover the power of God. You will discover the wisdom of God. Hallelujah. The wise people of this world don't even know that Satan governs this world. The wise people of this world don't believe in demons. They will say, do you believe in Satan? Oh, we don't believe in Satan. Do you believe in hell? What kind of God do you have? A God of love that sent people to hell? It doesn't make sense. Because the world don't know what is sin. The world don't know why Christ died. He took upon himself our sin to deliver us. Hallelujah. So if you want to become mature, mature people display the wisdom of God. They display the power of God. How do they get to the power of God and the wisdom of God? By living a crucified life. Crucify what? The flesh. Your own will, your own mind, your own attitude. You might know of the Bible, but you still go your own way. You won't discover the power of God and the wisdom of God. Wow, praise God. Say, I want the power of God. In my life, 
And I want the wisdom of God in my life. Say with me, with God's wisdom, I am wiser than scientists, than professors, than university education. I want the wisdom of God. Therefore, I take up my cross daily. Lord, let the cross cut into my thinking. Cut away my feelings. Cut away my will. I submit myself to taking up the cross. I will die to myself so that the wisdom of God and the power of God can be displayed through my life to this world. Give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. Wow. I'm really thankful to God to help me to make that clear. Philippians chapter 3 again. I told you Philippians is the book that tells you of spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. I'm still by Philippians 3 giving you warning against. Can I give you a warning against five things? Praise God. He says, Philippians 3, I'm reading verse, is it verse 2 or 3? Verse 2 or 3. Yes, here we are. The first, you know, beware of the dogs, Paul says. That's the first thing if you grow up, want to grow spiritually, the dogs are those who, are, who look like they saved. But their stinking attitudes their carnal wills, their stubbornness, their love for the world. They are not sheep. They are dogs. It's not me that says this. Jesus said it. People who are falsely saved, falsely born again, <laughs> but their fruits are like that of a dog. A dog, you don't cross his wall. The dog will tell you. Don't cross my wall. A dog is shamelessly greedy. Hey, we had two of them. One a German shepherd, the other one a burbul. And because the burbul is younger than the German shepherd. But he's stronger than the German shepherd. But he don't know. When we give them their food, both of them, their food together, the German shepherd eat up all his food quickly. Then he push the other one away and eat his food too. Because your old carnal nature is greedy when it comes to sin. Do you hear me? It's like a dog. A dog is shameless when it comes to sex. He loves sex in front of everybody. Do you know the carnal nature? If it can get its way, it will do anything. And the world is moving to that place where carnality 
the, the carnival says, don't stop me. Let this come out fully. Years ago, people felt the same if you're homosexual. In our community, we had one person like that. It was a big mockery. But today, it's, not a, it's, it's something you, you, you show off. It's now, it's now pride. Former years, people were drinking privately. Now they stand in the train and drink. Now they stand on the corner with, with their black castles. What's it? Castles. Black label. Somebody changed the word black label to black labor. Because it keeps our people in poverty. Do you hear me? But people drink anyway. And the homosexuals and the prostitutes. It's not anymore a shame. They stand right here on the street. You just slow down here. Somebody come running to you. You say, oh my God. <laughs> Do you hear me? We, in other words, this nature is like a dog. It's like a pig. A pig is at its home in the mud. Hey, Jesus called it the dog and the pig. Therefore, stinking news shall. The voice, the songs in others. Hey, one man was very depressed. The doctor said to him, You must buy, is it the song or the voice? The third page will help you. There's always a naked kind of woman. He says, It will take you out of your depression. My God, my God, listen, what stings, what stings this nature wants. We had other dogs, you, you, you was the dog, and when it's clean, you take him off the chain, you see the dog run on the field. <laughs> And where he goes, stands still. He rolls around. When you get there, you'll find out it stings there. Where he rolls around. He, he, you just washed him. Is it so? A dog eats up its own puppies. Your fallen nature. People throw away babies. People kill babies in their wombs. People turn against their own children. Those who are rich, they drop their children the morning with a thousand rand at Canal Walk and buy. I'll see you tonight again. Or the TV babysits them. They are a nuisance. They are a problem. Do you hear me? This nature. 
The longer, the longer man stays further on the earth, you're going to be shocked what this nature is capable. It can murder. It can kill. It turns against its own flesh. Let's Matthew, we'll get back there. Matthew chapter 7, verse 6. Now the Lord warns me as a preacher. Do not give what is holy to dogs. This is Jesus speaking. If you think we are a bit vulgar or, or, or a bit off track. The Lord wants to say man's nature is like a dog. Man's nature is like a pig. You can have a pig. This is what Billy Graham preached. He says, don't think because you're born in a church you're a Christian. Or in the Christian, you must be born again. Then Billy Graham preached like this. He says, I can have a little piggy in my house. He can grow up. I put a red ribbon around him. Pinkish skin. Oh, the little piggy. Runs around in the house everywhere. He can be months in your house. If you forgot one day after rain to close the door, you'll find that same piggy in the mud outside. Why? Because he env his environment changes, but not his nature. His nature calls for mud and for dirt and that which is thinking. There are many in the church. They think they Christians because they're born in a Christian family. Raised by Christian parents. Coming to a Christian church. But their nature. Do not give what is holy to dogs. And do not throw your pearls before swine. You know how, what is pearls? You know what I'm preaching? It's a pearl. It's holy things. Do you know how a pearl is formed? It's an oyster. An oyster is in the sea. And a little stone come into the oyster. The cell thereof. There is an irritation in the oyster. It, it goes on. The oyster fight. This irritation all the time, giving off some, 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 some saliva all the time. And that's how a pearl is formed. It's formed through pain. Wow. Do you hear me? And therefore pearls are expensive. Amen. What I'm preaching to you is a pearl. It came through hard work and through a life of sacrifice. So don't throw what is holy to swine. Or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. It's these people that are so disloyal like a Judah. They turn and from outside they attack the church. And tear God's work to pieces. Are you born again? Today, my friend, you came to this church that you get born again. But it's your world decision. 
You must bend to your pride. You must put your, you say, but I haven't had time to think. The God of all wisdom has thought everything out for you. You must believe him. Amen. You must believe his word. Hallelujah. Look what Jesus said. Do not give. So I, as a minister, I must always find out, are you born again? Because it's a warning to me. Edgar, do not give what is holy to dogs. And do not throw your pearls before swine, or they will trample them under their feet and turn and tear you to pieces. Philippians chapter 3. This scripture should not only stand at every gate of houses. Amen. When you enter a house and there's dogs, there's a board in front of the gate. Beware of the dogs. At churches, we should also have this. Brothers and sisters, we are not all angels here. Beware of the dogs. Wow! Wow! Amen. In other words, those who are falsely saved, I'm still speaking on your way to growing spiritually. Hallelujah. Then he says, beware of the evil workers. There are workers in God's church. They just after money. They cannot preach like this. Because they want your money. They cannot preach the cross. They want you to smile and like them. Do you hear me? So it's false believers. False workers. Beware of false circumcision. That speaks of people who are religious. Amen. They are religious. But look here verse 3. For we are the true, we are the true ones that the knife of the cross has cut away the old carnal nature. That's what he's saying. Amen. Praise God. The knife of the cross has cut away carnality, the flesh, my own will, my pride. It has cut it away. We are the true circumcision who worship the, in the spirit of God, glory in Christ Jesus, and we have no confidence in our carnal nature. Amen. We have no confidence in ourselves. If you praise us, you will say, the glory goes to God. Pastor, you really, the glory goes to God. Hallelujah. The glory goes to the Lord our God. Verse 21. Sorry, sorry. Let's go further in Romans chapter, Philippians chapter 3. Let me get my, my old Bible. Praise God. Just bear with me 15 more minutes and we'll be through. Hallelujah. Here we serve a five-course meal. Praise the name of the Lord. Verse 8, verse 7. 
This is part of the cross. For whatever things were gained to me, those things I've counted as loss. For, for what? For the sake of Christ. There are many things that were gained to us. My wife, when she worked corporately, she qualified three times for a higher position with more, greater money, bigger salary. But afterwards, they came, even those who interviewed her, and said, you, you, you really were the best qualified person. But she didn't get the job. The main reason, I think, was because he's poor again. You see, the higher you go up in the business world, you cannot steal with those who are up there. Amen. The cheese and the wine and the womanizing and sleeping around, they do it up there. Vatsu jaydavala. Hulle wil nie vir jou daar nie. So it's a problem. So whether you qualify sometimes, they say no. Do you hear? Do you hear me? That's part of the sufferings of Christ. What's what I'm reading to you now is that verse 7. For whatever things were gained to me, those things I have counted. Paul said, I counted as loss for the sake of Christ. Verse 8. More than that, I count all things to be lost in view of the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus. I count friends of the world. Anything I counted as loss for the surpassing value of knowing Christ Jesus. My Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. Listen, if you follow Christ, you will suffer loss of many things. And count them. Paul says, I count that what I lost as rubbish. Uh, so that I may gain Christ. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. Wow, what a blessing. What a, let's read further verse 8 and verse 9 and 10. And may be found in him not having a righteousness of my own deprived from the law. But that which is through faith in Christ. The righteousness which comes from God on the basis of faith. That I may know Christ. I want to know Jesus more. And the power of his resurrection. And the fellowship of his suffering. Being conformed to his. Do you see that's the cross? Amen. The cross is to suffer with Christ. To be conformed with his death. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection. Amen. Praise. There will be resurrected power working in you. From verse 13 to 15. Let me show you maturity. Brethren, I do not regard myself as la having laid hold of it. In other words, Paul says, I, I am a mature man of God. But I haven't yet reached fully what God has for me. He says, God laid hold of me, but one thing I do, forgetting what lies behind and reaching forward to what lies ahead. 
I press towards the goal. You see, it goals in life for the price of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Let us therefore as many who are mature, having this attitude, and if in any way you have a different attitude, God will reveal that also to you. If you're not mature and you don't have these desires, may the Lord reveal it to you. Verse 16. However, let us keep living by that same standard to which we have attained. Brethren, join in following my example and observe those who walk according to the pattern you've seen in us. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Let me close by reading to you Revelation chapter 4, please. And by this portion of scripture, I want to show you that Christ is the perfect example of spiritual maturity. Hallelujah. I give you a summary of Revelation 4. The word throne appears 12 times. This is the throne room of God. Amen. The throne, this is where God governs the world from. The number 12 is the number of heavenly government. Praise the Lord. Heavenly government. Amen. And John says here in verse 7. He says he saw four creatures. Amen. And the first creature was like a lion. And the second creature like an ox or a calf. The third creature had a face like like a man and the fourth creature was like a flying eagle let's read further and the four living creatures each one of them having six wings say six wings are full of eyes around and within and day and night they do not cease to say holy holy is the lord god the god almighty who was and who is and who is to come i want you to Give a summary quickly of those four faces in verse 4. And a summary of the six wings. And then I'm going to pray for people. Amen. Just for your own eyes to see. This is a picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. There are four gospels. Amen. There are four gospels. Do you know Matthew, Luke. Is it Matthew, Mark. Luke and John, four Gospels. In other words, there are four biographies written of Jesus. Matthew looked at Christ a certain way. Mark looked at Jesus a certain way. Luke looked at Jesus and John in different ways. Those four looks are here in this verse. Christ is like a lion. That's the gospel of Matthew. Second phase is Christ the calf, the ox. That's the gospel of Mark. Please follow just this and you will be greatly blessed. And third, the gospel of Luke. The, stri the scribe Christ had a face like a man. 
And the fourth gospel of John is Christ, the flying eagle. Now that is the Christ, perfect, mature. But for us to grow, we must start with the eagle. Please follow the scripture. And then we can develop the face of a man. Thirdly, the face of an ox. And fourthly, the face of a lion. Hallelujah. If you want to be perfect and mature, this is the way to become like the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you blessed? Amen. Amen. It's very powerful. You need, to, you need to know God's word is wonderful. Amen. Here's the four gospels. Even if you come to my Bible school, or any Bible school, they will tell you Matthew described Jesus as the king. That's the lion. And then it will, the, the ox, Mark described Jesus as God's servant, the ox. And they will tell you that Luke described Jesus, the perfect man. And then they will tell you that John speaks of the heavenly Christ, the eagle. Now, and I'll turn, my last scripture will be Isaiah chapter 6. Not now. And there I will show you the six wings. Then you can see how mature are you spiritually. Can we start here by Revelation 4 verse 7. Please write down. If you are spiritually mature, you will be like an eagle. And I say two or three things of an eagle. You have a prayer life. You fly away from this earth. Alone. With Jesus. Hallelujah. In your room. In your room. Speaking in tongues. Ministering to God. You fly. And an eagle don't fly. He mounts up. Amen. Is the king of the birds. If you spiritually mature, your pastor. This, this, is, this, is, this is your pastor too. Amen. If you come here tomorrow night with a prayer meeting, you should be here. We fly away. Wow. We're so high. It's from there we get the oxygen. The power to live in this earth. This world is sick, full of germs, but the eagle flies away. Wow. Christ prayed that the disciples were shocked the way he prayed. They say, Lord, teach us to pray like you pray. And therefore he gave them the our father. But the Bible says sometimes through the night he was praying. Other times early the morning while it is still dark he went to a place to pray. Matthew chapter 1 verse, Mark chapter 1 verse, verse 35. Hallelujah. This, I'm describing to you the eagle. Look here the eagle. And early the morning while it was still dark. Jesus got up, left the house. And went away to a secluded place. And was praying there. 
If you are mature spiritually, do you have a prayer life? I mean, it's okay to pray with others, but you need to develop where you pray alone. The eagle fly away. That's worship. What is the second after the eagle? It's Luke, the face of a man. That's the first word was worship, W. The face of a man is the worth of a soul. The worth of human beings. Christ loved people. Laid down his life for them. Amen. Had compassion for them. If you mature, you will love all human beings. You will know the worth of every human being. Can we move up because of time? The gospel of Mark. The ox. Hey, the other W, the third W's. You work for God. You work hard for the Lord. Amen. God's work is your work. Your money flows to God's work. You're there to help the work of God financially. The face of an ox. And lastly, the face of a lion. A warrior. You are at war with the devil. You are at war with sin. You are at war with demons. You are at war with Woolworths too. And with KFC and with all who are opposing God, you are hard like a lion. Amen. You're not a sissy, you are strong. You fight demons. Do you see? Amen. A man of God is he's got four faces. Amen. Four faces. Isaiah chapter 6, and then we pray. Are you blessed? Hallelujah. I've shown you the greatest hindrance to spiritual. I'm giving a summary before I, I close with the six wings. Repetition is the mother of learning. So I'm repeating. Check yourself. How is your face like an eagle? How is your face like a man, do you value everyone and every soul? Our shepherds in this church, elder, shepherd, deacon, will go after you. We'll call you three times. You say, Met jou lichterei, ek sal die vandag kom my, my kop is seer, ons kom weer achter jou aan. We'll give you at least three or four times. With all your lying and false excuses, we'll try our best because we have the face of a man. We know the worth of a soul. There were many like you at this church. And, say to, and then you say to yourself, I must be back at this church. But Satan will see that you don't come. But we will come after you. We will, we will show you we care. And then the face of an ox working hard for God. And then the face of a warrior like a lion. Wow! 
and he has the six wings. Seraphim stood above him, each having six wings. That was the creatures. Here are seraphims. This is all around God's throne. In heaven, you will meet them one day when we get there. There are ranks of angels. Hallelujah. Ranks. Seraphims are the closest to the throne. In fact, their name means burning ones. In other words, out of them comes a fire. They can They will kill you. Amen. God is high up on the throne. And seraphims are around him. They have six wings. With two they cover their face and with two they cover their feet. And with two they flew. Can I give quick a summary? The covering of the, of the face speaks of God you are holy. I cannot look at you. You are holy. With two covering their feet is humility. You humble yourself. And with two that flies is I'm serving you. Wow. I'm ready to serve. This is maturity. If you mature spiritually, you never forget God. You are holy. You don't go with lies, with stealing, with wrong motives and attitudes. You, God, I cover my face. You are holy. And number the two wings for your feet is I humble myself before you. I go low before you. Anyone who don't have humility is because they think they so vulnerable. They not confront your carnality. They not entdeck in jou is a gevaarlijke begeertes en slechte dinge en as hy die heiligheid van God aankyk as sê sy, o Heere wees ek dat hy so genadig is aan my and then you can serve, let's read further verse 3 and one called these seraphims called to one another and said holy Holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. If you look at the flower, you see God's glory. If you look at rivers, the sea. If you look at lions. If you look at birds, different birds. If you look at the kind of foods, the spices. You say the whole earth is full of your glory. Who told you to make an end? Who told you to make a lion? Who told you to make an orchard? Who told you to make a, a dahlia? Who told you to make different fishes? Who told you to give us taste buds that taste different spices? The whole earth is full of your glory. Hey, verse 4. And the foundations of the threshold trembled at the voice of him who called out. While the temple was filled 
with smoke. Then Isaiah said, the prophet, Woe me, for I am ruined, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live among a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of the armies of heaven. Verse 6. Then one of the seraphims flew to me with a burning coal in his hand, which he had taken from the altar with a tongue. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin. That altar is the cross. And then verse 8, and with this we close. Then I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send? And who will go for us? Then I said, Here am I. Send me. That's my message summing up this morning. Don't you want to say, Lord, I'm at your service. Lord, I'm ready to serve you. Here am I. The Lord says, I've got a great work. I need people to work for me. Amen. You say, here am I. Send me. Can we stand, please? Give the Lord praise. Wow, what a blessing. Close your eyes, please. Can we pray for her just a minute, softly in tongues? Soramarita raboborabaraboroborobunda. Salamarita raboborabarabaraboroboroboto. Sokorababarita raboborabaraboroborobundo. Soborabarabarabaraboroborobundo. Shekatabakarita raboborotoroboroboto. Shora Marita Raboboraboraboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroboroborobo
Thank you for that other hand. You may lower your hand, sir. Anybody else? When I came to the Lord, I came to the Lord the whole month. Every time I repented, I wanted to make sure that I'm born again. Your time is running out. We're not, Jesus is not on sale. The Lord is not standing outside begging you. You're going to beg God one day and there won't be an answer. Do you want Jesus? You can raise your hand apart from those two. We would love to pray for you. Is there anybody else who said, I want Jesus now. I don't want to be religious. I don't want to be religious. I want the real thing. For the last time, you can raise your hand and we will pray for you now. I'm looking. Nobody else. You can join these two people in front. Can you come to the front, young man? And um, Gilom's dad, please come to the front. So people, you're not ashamed of Jesus. Let's just stand here in front. I'll lead you to the Lord Jesus. You've pushed Mr. Pride aside. You took a stand that the devil hate your stand you're taking. But you take your stand for Jesus. Anyone who wants to join them, please do so now. Leave your bag by somebody else who can take care. Anyone who's in doubt you're born again, you can come. Hallelujah. You don't know, are you born again or not? Make sure now. Hallelujah. I ask these two to pray with me this prayer from your heart. Amen. Listen, let me tell you, you need to strike while the iron is hot. When the iron gets cold, it means this presence is gone over you. This power has left you. Call on the Lord while He is near, the Bible says. Hallelujah. Can we pray with this? That I in front. Anyone who is in doubt, make your choice. Hey, I'd never played with the Lord. I can, you can play with anything else, but don't play when God is calling. Hallelujah. Pray with me. Say, Lord Jesus, you in front, please pray this prayer with me. Speak as if you stand before God and His throne. Say, Lord Jesus, I give to you my life. I submit my heart and my soul. To Jesus Christ. I believe Jesus died for my sins. Thank you Lord Jesus. For taking the punishment of my sin. Upon yourself. Lord Jesus Christ. Deliver me from Satan. Deliver me from sin. Deliver me from this ungodly world. I thank you for your blood. It was not silver nor gold that bought my soul from hell. 
but it's the precious blood of Jesus. Wash me in your blood. Deliver me from evil. Give me a new heart. Give me the new birth. Give me eternal life. I want you, Lord Jesus, to enter my life. I crown you as the Lord of my life. In Jesus' name, I am born again. I'm a child of God. I am born again. I am a child of God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Father God, that I'm part of your family. In Jesus' name, amen. Can you raise your hands to them as I pray? I pray, God, for this young man that you will give him the desire of his heart and break every power of Satan. Let the new birth, the reborn, take place in him. The Lord bless you. We rebuke the works of the devil in Jesus' name. I pray, Lord, that you will wash away his sins and give him a new heart and a new life. Break the chains of the world and of sin and of Satan. You are born again by the grace of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, receive the new life of the living God. Break the power of sin. Break the power of Satan. And let Christ be born in his soul, in his spirit. Koshabari tarabu koshuku toroboruta harabara tarabu borabara baraboraborobundo shorabara tarababarata. God bless you, sir. Can somebody just just go with? Amen.